재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We take a little time on Wednesdays to talk about your health in the context of traditional Korean medical wisdom. These weeks up till now, we've been doing kind of uh, summer rashes and heat-related type stuff. Very physical things. We're taking it in a slightly different direction this week as we explore... Emotional and uh, we could even say mental uh, maladies with Kyunghee University Department of Korean Medical Classics researcher Eunkyung Yoon. Hello, Eunkyung. Hello, Kurt. Great to have you here again. Uh, I like the, the the direction we're going here. So many people, um, either for a short episode or for long periods of time, suffer from depression. Um, and I've been wondering all of this time how, because you think of the depression as a very modern, almost a Western mm-hmm. affliction, mm-hmm. and you hear uh, so much in the way of psychiatry and um, clinical reports on depression. I'm wondering how an ancient body of wisdom like Korean traditional medicine looks at depression. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we start with that? Well, depression is basically felt as symptoms of feeling stuck, mm-hmm. feeling sad, and, mm-hmm. and feeling like you can't do anything. It's difficult to just get up and brush your teeth. Mm. And in Korean medicine, the symptoms are perceived the same, but the way we see it is that it's caused by stagnation mm-hmm. in the body and also in the mind. It's interesting. You know, there's, I, I suppose there's a discussion to be had to what extent is uh, depression a Uh, an emotional or a mental thing and to what extent is it physical because somebody who's really in a deep bout of depression they can feel it in their joints right uh they can't move you know mm-hmm. they just uh they feel like they weigh 600 pounds you know mm-hmm. uh there's a really good memoir um of depression called darkness visible have you ever heard oh, of that yes, book i've read it you've read it yeah. william styron and it's this you know a great writer and he's mm-hmm. going through this agonizing depression but he's got the presence of mind to mm-hmm. write down the exact stuff that he's going through mm-hmm. and it's a very very close look at uh, exactly how you feel physically so yeah you're heavy you're lethargic you're one of the things that i think a lot of depressives experience is this sense of isolation mm-hmm. like nobody else in the world is experiencing this except for me right i'm such a loser right you know? um Didn't Churchill have uh, depression issues? He did. He suffered from chronic depression Uh and he was actually very acceptive of it and he called his depression his black dog. Yeah. The black, one of my favorite blogs a while back was called Walking the Black Dog. Mm. And it's this guy's just daily notes on his own depression out there. So as I've understood it, And maybe tell me if Korean medicine understands it this way, too. There's uh, episodic depression. Mm -hmm. You know, if your mother dies or something terrible happens, Mm -hmm. of course you're going to be depressed for Mm -hmm. X amount of time. Right. And you're probably experiencing the same physical symptoms as a result of traumatic stress Mm -hmm. as the person who, for no particular reason, for Mm -hmm. years and years and years, is depressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that person, both people are experiencing what a Western clinic would describe as... um, a drop in neurotransmitters, right? Right. So like serotonin, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you'd have to increase the level of serotonin. Mm -hmm. 
I'm thinking that these ancient Tungay Bugam and all of these Korean uh, historical texts don't mention serotonin and SSRIs no. and things like that. So no. how do they kind of frame it? Well, like you mentioned, depression can be very acute and it can become pr- chronic. Um, in Korean medicine, um, it's very depression and other f- psychological symptoms are closely linked with culture. Uh-huh. So if there are reasons for depression, for example, your parents passed away or somebody dear to you has, you know, passed or started to put distance between, mm-hmm. um, I think the, it depends on the culture, whether they view it as an illness that should be treated or it's, it's an appropriate state to be in. Because of the circumstances, but between the acute and chronic, the common theme was that it would manifest in the physic physical symptoms. So they would give you formulas and treatments so that it doesn't develop into a longer chronic state. Okay, so try to arrest the physical symptoms of depression mm-hmm. with the usual remedies. And uh, is depression when we talk about the level of chi and energy? You said it's thought of as being a stagnation Mm -hmm, right right. so in other words the circulation of chi and um heat or whatever in your body has come to a it's gotten plugged up it's gotten stopped up Mm -hmm. and so what where would we turn to in terms we would turn to increasing heat type remedies uh ginseng ginger that kind of stuff well that's a good question i think it depends on why you've become stagnated Mm. and in the case of depression where sadness and a feel of um restlessness or feeling like you're isolated is associated it's closely linked to the spleen energy in particular so the stagnation is identified to be in the spleen chi that's an interesting parallel between uh, Western traditional thought and Eastern. I mean, somebody back in the, whatever, uh, the Renaissance times or the 1600s or so on would be thought of as having spleen uh, if they were depressed, if they mm. were down and out. Uh, and so Korean medicine also thinks of the spleen. Right. Fascinating parallel. Yeah. It's To what extent does Korean medicine try to uh, deal with the problem in a... Uh, a non-tangible way. In other words, talk therapy or mm-hmm. integrating the person into a uh, a social group or things mm-hmm. that we take for granted in a, in a Western sense. Well, there's an interesting anecdote on how to treat a person in depression. Mm-hmm. And all, what they all have in common is that the people who are experiencing depression are feeling like, as you've mentioned, they feel isolated and they feel like they can't do anything. They're extremely worried and concerned and obsessed with one thoughts and a way to shift this person is to make this person angry so that emotion one emotion treats another emotion that is in a very unhealthy state so slap them upside the head or something like that now you're not thinking about your depression anymore are you (laughs) something like well how would they make them angry well verbally or i think it depends on the person who is depressed they would um, approach the person specifically tailored to their mm-hmm. personality and style and try to stimulate that person's weak spots. Make them angry. That's an interesting approach. Okay. Um, is there a concept of talk therapy in the uh, Korean traditional medicine world and how long has it been around? There are mentionings of talk therapy in the historical texts. 
Um, I'm not sure how close it is to the modern form of talk therapy where the person just talks about their problems and they have an acknowledgement of what they're experiencing Mm -hmm. and they use clinical terms when they describe their state. Um, I I think in the past they wouldn't have these clinical concepts within themselves but they would just talk in lay terms of what has been troubling them. But I don't think that the talk therapy itself would have been perceived as a therapeutic treatment. Okay. But it would be more part of the diagnostic process of the doctor, like taking in what's wrong with this person. Mm. But that in itself would treat the person and the doctor would be fully aware of it. That's fascinating. That's an interesting difference. Nowadays, it's almost axiomatic. If somebody Mm -hmm. is diagnosed as having depression, whether it's uh, a bout of it or a chronic uh, stretch of depression, it's a twofold treatment. It's SSRIs, Mm -hmm. you know, Prozac Mm -hmm. or something like that. And go see this counselor and Mm -hmm. talk it out. The two-pronged, the so-called two-pronged treatment effect. Would a Korean medical doctor have the same amount of confidence in his or her uh, palette of tools to treat depression as the Western clinical doctor would have in that two-pronged approach? I think there is a common thread in that um, even in the historical anecdote that I mentioned, like making the person angry to treat the depression, that's actually a form of making the person aware of their condition and kind of breaking out of it through other emotions and talking about it. Mm. It's not about being angry, but expressing the anger to another person and connecting Mm -hmm. in that sort of way. So. I'm sure there are very different ways of approaching between the Western doctor and the Korean doctor, but I think the main theme is the same. One of the things that Western doctors rely on more and more is this concept of mindfulness and sit Mm -hmm. and meditate and uh, understand what you feel, feel it fully, let it pass with impermanence. This is ultra old school wisdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, this is Buddhist or Zen or uh, things that have been in Korea for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Does uh, Korean traditional medicine interface with that space at all? Like Mm -hmm. the sort of Buddhist mindfulness or Mm -hmm. what what have you? Yeah, because um, the circumstance that the person is in comes from their daily lives and their own desires and Mm. their unmet desires and that's how they become angry and stagnated so in the end if the person wants to clear their mind and clear their heart completely they have to acknowledge their desires and the very philosophical aspects of their thoughts Mm. and that's where like the meditation and really acknowledging your own self emerges and that's where it comes in it's interesting because yeah it's almost uh it's almost on the level of medical prescription nowadays, the importance of mindfulness practices in mm. when, when a Western doctor looks at this kind of stuff. Mm. Real briefly, do we have uh, like one or so example from history of somebody who's, who suffered depression in a Korean medical context? Yes. Um, actually, there's an anecdote that shows what we've been talking about before, how anger treats depression. Mm-hmm. And there's an example in Chinese history, actually, mm-hmm. where an aristocratic lady was suffering from insomnia, from too much worrying and thinking. And one day she called in this famous doctor to treat her. He felt her per- pulse and felt that her spleen was stagnated. Okay. And he decided to make her angry and asked for a lot of money for his services, okay. but left without treating her and just partied at her house, spending all of her money. <laughs> that sounds like a good medical plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got she got better? 
She got extremely angry, could not stop yelling and thinking about it, started sweating excessively. And starting from that night, her insomnia was cured. All right. Anger as the antidote to depression. Think about it. That's a look at depression through the eyes of Korean traditional wisdom. And that's Health Mirror for today. Eun-gyung, thank you very much. Thank you. And Koreascape returns right after this.